For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Should Christian McCaffrey be ranked as the RB1 in 2022? How high should we be on guys like DeAndre Swift? And is Saquon Barkley back in the top five running back conversation? We're going to talk about all that and a lot more with our running back rankings right now. Let's ride. Welcome back in. Welcome back in. Let's just go ahead and get into it. Uh, our RB1 rankings are as follows. In Tier 1, I have Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor. Tier 2, I have Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, Saquon, Dalvin Cook, Najee, and Joe Mixon. And then Tier 3, I have Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Javante Williams, and Aaron Jones. Robbie, in Tier 1, you have Taylor, McCaffrey, Eckler, Derrick Henry, and Joe Mixon. Tier 2, you have DeAndre Swift, Cal- Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, Saquon, Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, and... <laughs> and Zeke at, at 12. So, Robbie, who do you want to talk about in your RB1 ranking? Well, you and I have already talked enough about Zeke. We've gone back and forth on that. So even though I heard a little scoff at the end, we'll we'll let that one slide. I want to talk about Joe Mixon because if you look at the tier, and you guys probably see the graphic right now, I tier mine a little bit differently from Kev. I used to just have Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor in a tier by themselves because obviously when, when they're playing, they've shown that they're far and away – a game changers in comparison to some of these other guys. But I just think with, with who can be a, the running back one, I want to throw Austin Eckler in there. We've seen Derrick Henry do it for two seasons. And honestly, Joe Mixon is the guy I really want to touch on for this um, portion, because he's a guy that absolutely has the RB one in his upside. He was the running back four last year. So we finally saw him be healthy. We finally saw him come to fruition of what we've wanted for a couple of years now. He really found the end zone because that offense was humming, right? Uh, with Chicago, uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals, he scored 16 times. And so now I, I expect a lot of the same in 2022, except I think that efficiency finally gets better, right? He's never been the most efficient guy getting 4.1 yards per carry, 3.8, 4.1 in his last couple of seasons. But now They have absolutely revamped this offensive line. We have uh, Alex Kappa coming over from Tampa Bay. That's a huge upgrade over Hakeem Adeniji at right guard. They have Lyle Collins coming over from Dallas, replacing Riley Reef, who was horrendous at right tackle and and was injured out of the lineup. Uh, Ted Carras comes over from New England, and he was a top 12 guard for them, played center for Miami and a couple other teams before that. So he's going to be a huge improvement. So that's three spots, and then they get their – their second round pick, a top 50 guy in Jackson Carmen. Um, his second year, he's going to start continuing to develop. And then Jonah Williams holding down the left tackle. So this line goes from being one of the worst in football to one that's pretty solid, honestly, probably a top 15, top 12 offensive line. And then you add in Hayden Hurst, who's a fantastic uh, run blocker as a tight end. I'm just really excited about where Joe Mixon could go because he's always gotten the volume. He's always getting around 40 catches, 50 or 60 targets. And now you add in just more efficiency. He can get to 4.5 yards per carry, 4.6. And this guy absolutely has the workload to be the RB1. My only concerns with with Joe Mixon is his usage in the passing game. Uh, He's just, they've just never truly committed to him in the passing game. Now I will say over the second half of last season, mainly down the stretch, they started using more in the passing game. I think they should. 
but they do have somebody like Chris Evans there that, you know, has gained some buzz, you know, in training camp. People have talked about him a lot, but uh, that's the only concern I have with him is him truly being able to reach that, that, that mark uh, to being an RB, you know, the RB one. And then also probably the fact that I think they're going to throw the ball more than what they, what they did last year uh, with all the weapons they have in the passing game. He's still in line. He's going to have a tremendous, uh, you know, uh, touchdown upside as well because of how good that offense is. But that's the only thing that concerns me with him. So I, I actually have dropped him down a little bit. Um, He's still in my tier two, but he's at the bottom of my tier two just because of of those things that I just mentioned. Now, I, I don't want to go too heavy into this uh, this conversation because we are actually going to be doing a Christian McCaffrey versus Jonathan Taylor throwdown. And so you can check that video out on a, on a separate video. But uh, Christian McCaffrey, for me, uh, you know, for the while I had Jonathan Taylor at one, but the more I've looked, the more I've thought about it, and the more that I feel about this is that Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in fantasy football that we've seen probably the last 20 years. Like, when he's healthy, he is a cheat code. He is he is by far the best running back in fantasy football, and it's not even close. Even last year, he was brilliant in the games that he played. He very rarely scores you under 20 fantasy points. And somebody like Jonathan Taylor is he was good last year, great, but it wasn't an elite like like season. It wasn't a legendary type like like season where he scores 24, 25. I mean, he barely hit 22 uh, PPR points per game, just which is great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not like trying to knock what he did, but he's not involved in the passing game hardly at all. He had two games last year where, where, where he had over or where he had over six targets. Most of the weeks it was two, three, four targets. So that's my concern with Taylor. We'll get more into it later, um, but I just wanted to hit on why I have Chris McCaffrey at one. And again, check out that other video. Uh, and then from there, like DeAndre Swift, Saquon Barkley, I have much higher than consensus. I just absolutely love both of their ceilings this year. Uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, it sounds like he may have uh, actually, uh, this really hasn't been uh, highly reported, but uh, I maybe a little bit of a minor injury in camp today or, or yesterday, but it's nothing serious. Um, but I know that, you know, the big thing that they've kind of talked about with working in this offseason is him working through injuries and trying to play through some of these injuries that he's had that maybe haven't been as significant as he's tried to portray, like with Deuce Daly. But with him, his ceiling is just so high that uh, he's, He's he's very much Christian McCaffrey light. Like he's going to be heavily involved in the passing game, and he's going to be involved, you know, as a runner. And I think he can be a guy who, who handles probably fourteen to sixteen carries per game. I think he can be that guy. Put on ten to fifteen pounds of muscle this offseason. Good to see that. I think DeAndre Swift, who is going at, at like the back half of the first, early second. So I do have DeAndre Swift higher. I have Saquon Barkley higher. And quite frankly, I, I've been on the Saquon Barkley train all offseason. That he is two years removed now from this ACL injury. He is, you know, all accounts, completely healthy in camp. Upgrades at the offensive line with Evan Neal and Mark Lewinsky. And as Shiano, the offensive line should be better. New new coaching staff, new regime change. Everything aligns for Saquon Barkley to be the guy. There's nobody else there. Uh, their, best, their best running back right now is Matt Breida as the backup, and nobody's worried about him. So he is in line to be a true workhorse again, and we know what his ceiling could be. So that's why I have Swift and Barkley ahead of consistency. And then I have Alvin Kamara. At, at, at nine and tier three, but to, Albuquerque, I, I 100% do not think he's going to get suspended. If he was going to get suspended, it would have already happened. I think it's going to be next year before the suspension comes because the NFL has pretty much set a precedent that until some sort of legal ruling happens or a video or something like surfaces. So if no video surfaces, he's they're not going to rule on this and he's not going to get suspended this year. And I know that's where a lot of people's rankings lie, 
But if it was going to happen, it would have already happened. They've already continued the court case through October. They're going to continue it again until after the season. And so I do not believe he is going to be suspended at all. I have him just outside as an RB1 right there on the fringe. I want to see what happens. Just really quickly touching on Zeke. I'm expecting the Zeke that we saw when he was healthy weeks one through four. I'm not expecting the PCL injury Zeke. So I'm really excited for him to get back to a running back one status. And that's why I have him there. Um, sneaking in as, as running back 12. I am not going to speak on that because, uh, you know, we could we could be here for a long while. Talking We've got a throwdown. We've yes, got a throwdown. We, we, we have a throwdown coming on that as well with Cam Akers and Zeke Elliott are going very similar in ADP. You can go check that out, uh, you know, in another video. It'll be out this week as well. So uh, I'll, I'll save that conversation. We'll, we'll table that. But let's move on to our RB2 ranking where I have tier four. I have Nick Chubb, James Conner, Leonard Fournette, Brees Hall, Travis Etienne, and Cam Akers. And then it's my tier five. I have Elijah Mitchell, David Montgomery, Zeke, Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders. Your tier three is Javante, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, David Montgomery, Cam Akers, James Conner. Tier four, Travis Etienne, Brees Hall, Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins, and Elijah Mitchell. Uh, who is your uh, RB2s you want to hit on? Well, I think the, the first one for me is one that some people have a little bit higher than me, and I know you do, right? You're the Javante Williams guy. And I think I'm right there, like – I know you've always been on the train that, hey, Melvin Gordon, they split a little bit of work last year, but it's not going to be that same workload. And, and I'm starting to get on that train where I could maybe bump him above some of these other guys. It's just tough when when I know that there is a second guy there that's going to get some work. And then they just have so many other weapons, and I don't know if they're going to be a full run first team, right? So I'm kind of right there on the fringe, but that's definitely one I'm going to continue to evaluate as we go through training camp and see, is Melvin Gordon really just completely in the backseat now? And if he is, man, this is exciting because you put out in our player profile video on Javante Williams, there's absolutely top five upside for Javante in that offense with Russ Wilson. So that's a really exciting name that I can see myself moving on. I uh, talked about Kamara, Chubb, man, Nick Chubb. I, I, I I feel bad that I have him here at 15 and you have him here at 13. Like this guy doesn't deserve to be going here as running back too. If if he's missing some of those games, we have Jacoby Brissett. I just think the one thing Nick Chubb has is his efficiency. He's always gripping off five and a half yards per run, right? That's his average, if not better. And with Jacoby Brissett, I just think that number is going to decrease. And so if you have Jacoby for half the season or even just a quarter of the season, that's just going to knock him down to a running back too for me, especially when you're not catching those passes. But the guy I really wanted to hit on it is Dave Montgomery, just because this name isn't sexy. And I feel like not a lot of people are talking about him. He's just your safe running back too. But I don't think that means people shouldn't be valuing him where he's going at. Right. I think his ADP is running back 18. You have him at running back 20, I think is where I saw. And his pace for 17 games last year was nearly 300 carries and nearly 70 targets. Obviously he missed a handful of games so if he's hitting over 350 touches two seasons ago and he was on pace to get nearly 370 this last year with 50 of those being catches, like that's just a safe top 15 guy. And I know I have him right outside. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Side there, we got Camaro who might get suspended and Chubb who we just talked about. So I absolutely think he has this top 15 running back safety net, but he's just not a, a fantastic name, right? He's not going to jump up into your top seven, top six 
because of that offense, right? We know their offensive line's a mess. He's never been super efficient because he has to break three tackles just to get two yards. So I won't ever have him up there in the top 10, but he absolutely should be right there uh, as a top 15 guy. And so uh, not a sexy name, but somebody you absolutely need to be looking at because of that volume. 300 carries, 50, 50 receptions is probably what you're going to see here in 2022 if he's healthy. The only thing that worries me with David Montgomery is there's been a lot of talk about Khalil Herbert being more involved this year. And this is not the same coaching staff as from my, uh, from the, that drafted him that, that have any allegiance to him whatsoever. I'm not saying that I think that he is going to like, you know, it's going to be some sort of like timeshare. But I do think that the other running backs are going to be more involved than what they typically been in the past here with this offense. And so that's why I have him in my tier five, just because I don't necessarily feel great about, you know, the, the, he's going to get the same opportunities before because he was almost like a true workhorse whenever he was healthy. Like he would pretty much get all of the touches. And I don't know if that's going to be so much the case this year. So Leonard Fournette, me having him at 15 does feel a little bit weird uh, because I do think that he has much higher upside than that. Um, but some of the, some of the off season, you know, blurbs have been a little concerning about his weight. Um, now he is, sounds like he's back down to where he should be, but I also am hesitant to think that, this one, they had a lot of injuries last year, uh, you know, in the running back room. Giovanni Bernard, who they brought in to be the pass catching running back, got hurt last year. You know, he he was not uh, nearly as involved as what they wanted him to be. But I think Rashad White, who has who's drawn heavy praise so far out of camp and uh, really through OTAs and minicamp and everything else, that he could be more involved than what people are expecting him to be and could really eat into that workload more so that pass catching workload that that makes him so attractive. And if that happens, and if he's not getting the, the the volume that he was seeing last year, it is going to negatively affect him a little bit. And Leonard Fournette is a guy that is getting older and somebody that has dealt with a lot of injuries in his career. But at the end of the day, I, I, am I a little bit too low on him? Possibly. But I, there's a lot of red flags surrounding him right now. And so I just dropped him down a little bit. But then I have like James Conner, who one people are too low on James Conner. Uh, I'm going to put that out there. I just did a video on him. His ceiling is immense. I mean, he was the RB5 last year. You know, and and but a lot of that was touchdown driven. Forty two percent of his of his fantasy points came from touchdowns. But we saw without Chase Edmonds last year, just how truly I mean, and they didn't do anything to that running back room, right? It is absolutely nobody else there. It's him, and then you know Daryl Williams, who was you know good in the Chiefs' offense. I mean, about average as it gets, but he's in line to have a, a massive workload in this backfield. And again, he's somebody that's also dealt with injuries, so there is that that concern there with him. But if he stays healthy, he can easily be a, a RB1 this year that's being drafted a little bit lower than that. So it's, it's a pretty good value there with him. But there is the red flag. Um, and then Brees Hall, Travis Etienne, love both of those guys. Both of them are probably my favorite tier, you know, my favorite running backs going as RB2s that there is. I think both of them have immense upside this year. I think Brees Hall, uh, we could end up looking back and be like, okay, well, he finishes a top eight running back. It's 100% in the range of possibilities for him. We've seen it, you know, like I've said, nine of the last 10 years, we, we've seen a running back finish inside the top 10, a uh, rookie running back finish inside the top 10. And four of the last five, we have seen a rookie running back finish inside the top five as well. So it, it is definitely in the range of possibility. And he has, he's the clear cut guy, the clear cut rookie running back to do so. And then year two of Travis Etienne, listen, love him as well. Uh, but, I, you know, there's I have we have player profiles of both those guys. I don't have to sit here and go in, uh, to them both. And tier five, the one guy I did want to mention, Elijah Mitchell. It is very interesting in camp so far, the news that have come out, that he has almost exclusively been the only running back running with the ones. Uh, Tyrion Davis-Price 
and uh, Trey Sermon have only been running with the twos and threes. And so that is super interesting news that a lot of people were expecting, you know, it was going to be something different than that. Not that other running backs won't be involved, but it looks like we could be heading more towards Elijah Mitchell being kind of the workhorse, much like he was last year, right? I think a lot of people, the reason Elijah Mitchell's ADP has been suppressed this year is because everybody, you know, they drafted, you know, TDP in, in the third round this year, the the constant movement of an RB1 and, and a Kyle Shanahan offense. But Elijah Mitchell proved last year that he can be a, a great NFL running back, somebody that, that is good on outside zones. He was, he was top five in, uh, you know, outside zones last year among all running backs, which is exactly what, Kyle Shanahan does. With all that being said, I do think Elijah Mitchell, I could probably possibly move up to tier four because I think he could be more in line for a bigger workload than what people are expecting. I think people are expecting that he's going to fall off and some other running back is going to jump in. And I think that's bad problem. Yeah, I think there there's some red flags for me. So I'm definitely on the, the flip side of that where you have a, a report come out just a week ago that there's a lot of concern about his durability. And we saw it with five different injuries in his rookie year. Um, and, and then just the fact that they did go out and they drafted a third round running back. And you saw a, a comment that came out about Kyle Shanahan wanting to work more into a committee uh, backfield. So there are some question marks. Now, I don't think they should do that because I thought Elijah Mitchell, when he was on the field, looked fantastic. Um, so I absolutely don't think that they should. But if you're talking about, hey, showed a lot of injury concerns year one, they go out and they get another guy to add to this already um you know, there's already enough names between Jeff Wilson, Trey Sermon. Like they, they didn't need to go out and get somebody, but they invested decent capital to do that, especially when he's a goal line banger type of a guy who could take away some touchdown looks. Um, so that that's why I just keep him a little bit lower than where you have him. But I absolutely see the path for him finishing where you have him at. The last one I want to hit on, I know where he uh, – the last name I want to hit on is the one you have at 24 there, Miles Sanders. He's a guy that I do not have in my top 24 – uh, you know, we have reports that they're going to use a committee. You know, Sirianna comes back and says, hey, he's my running back one. He just hasn't been working with the ones right now. There's just a lot of question marks there. No touchdowns last year. Are you, are you back on the Miles Sanders train? I never got off. Um, I, I, I Listen, I have him where I have him because I don't think that he is going to, you know, he's not going to be a workhorse in this offense. But he has proven whenever he's healthy that he can be explosive, you know, home run hitting type running back. I'm not all that concerned that he wasn't running with the ones. And I, I guess the, the answer was that, they, you know, they want to give some of the other guys some opportunities, you know, to work with them, whatever. And that is something that, that people are reading too much into, I guess is what was basically said. But he's going so late that that it doesn't really matter. Like he's going like sixth, seventh round now. I mean, or somewhere right in that range. I love that value for him because – one, he doesn't need to absolutely crush and be an RB1 to pay that off. I mean, if he's a solid RB2, which is de definitely in the range of possibilities for him, I, I think it's fine. Like, I, I think his ADP has gone too far for, for, what, for what upside he does provide. I think he can be a guy that provides, you know, 13, 14 fantasy points per game, which in that range of running back where he's going now, he's going more in the line of a guy that's going to, you know, give you – you know, 11, 12 fantasy points per game and, and be a guy that maybe you made every draft because for most people, he's probably going to go a little bit higher. And so you're probably not going to get him. I have him at 24 because I think he can well outproduce out what his ups, what his ADP is and where his ADP is anyways, isn't going to kill you if he doesn't work out. Like I, I love taking a shot on him. Yep. Miles Sanders going off as running back seven in the early uh, early sixth round. So that's his ADP right now. Like I think Kenneth, Kenneth Gainwell can be more of a problem uh, maybe in the passing game. I mean, he had like almost 50 targets last year, which is something not a lot of people talk about. But I do also, if you don't want to take Miles Sanders, fine. I do like though taking Kenneth Gainwell later in drafts because I think that that pass catching volume 
that 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 I think that lies there for him is real. Four guys that that didn't quite make the top twenty-four that are even a little bit further down that I just wanted to highlight really quickly because I think they have standalone value. But if their starter goes down, they have a a, a lot of success coming their way. Ramondé Stevenson has been getting a lot of buzz here in training camp. Isaiah Spiller. Ronald Jones and the Naheem Hines are four guys that I think if you are maybe waiting on running back or you just want to have some higher upside guys that if their starter went down, they could get a lot of the workload in really good offenses. Those are four guys that I really like. I like the Ramondre Stevenson call a lot. I, I think that he is somebody that is going to start moving further up draft boards, to be honest with you, because of I think that uh, he's actually somebody that I've moved up quite a bit. I haven't got him up to – uh, you know, top 24, but I do, I, I do have him moved all the way up uh, to uh, my RB uh, 29 um, now. And I actually yeah. moved Damian Harris outside of my top 36. Uh, I do think he surplants Damian Harris. Yes. Okay. And I think Ramondre Stevenson is the guy to own here. I think he's the better running back. I think a few other guys to hit on, like I already mentioned, Cleo Herbert, I think is definitely a player that nobody talks about as being somebody that people should be looking to draft. I like him. Tyler Algier, you know, we've already got the reports that, you know, he could take over as the lead back. Not surprising considering all the running backs that are there. Managed Kenneth Gainwell, love him as a late round guy. And then past that, you know, I, I think there's some other names, Deontay Foreman, some other names like that that we mentioned, Rashad White definitely as well. So those are kind of the late round running backs that I would be looking to take, you know, in drafts. And I'm sure we'll hit on more on that. That being said, be sure to hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out, helps us grow. Be sure to hit that like uh, that like button. And let us know in the comment section below what you think about our tier or our rankings. What do you think we're too high on, too low on? I'm sure we're going to have people tell me that I'm too low on Derrick Henry. Surprise, surprise, I am every year. Or, or I'm too high on Saquon Barkley. That's going to be the other one I'm expecting. But it is what it is. Uh, I'll be right. Everybody else will be wrong. That's how it goes. Be sure, like, <laughs> be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Like I said, we will catch you on the next one. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.